0: They're going to snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws, caught.
1: Foles, touchdown. Allen on first and ten, under heavy pressure. He throws, passes man. It's Foster, and he's into
0: the end zone for the touchdown. And steps into it, passes, caught.
1: welcome back to the british guide to the nfl this is a very, very special episode because we are basically not really going to talk about the nfl today it's uh, obviously christmas um soon in a couple of days so we thought we'd give you uh, a bit of a sort of a holiday special um uh, where it's just going to be basically unedited you know ramblings about anything really um you know football christmas movies tv whatever and um, so i'm delighted to be joined by uh first of all greg how are you doing Matt? Yeah, I'm very well, Kyle. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. And the return of the absolute legend that is Zach. Um, you guys, obviously, if you've been listening for a while, then you'll know that uh, me and Zach started it off, uh, started this pod off uh, way back in the day last year. Uh, we did one of these last year. Uh, Zach, I'm absolutely delighted, mate. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, pleased to be back. Pleased to be back for the festive season.
1: Absolutely, man! I can't wait to uh, discuss with you today. Obviously, you're a Jets fan, uh, so we'll get a bit into that at the yep. start. Uh, it might not take too long, um, but we'll I've see. Got what very few words to, to say about them at the minute. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's just kick it off with the NFL uh, straight away. Um, I mean, seems though your team's doing the best, Greg. Uh, do you want to do to kick us off? How have your team done? <laughs> <as far laughs> the off? best is certainly relative. Yeah. 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 No, you're, point,
0: you're, yeah. you're right. Um, yeah, no, we're eight and six at the moment. You know, a couple of losses we certainly shouldn't have had. The Jacksonville once brings to mind still hurts a little bit. That nine six loss, which looks pretty ugly on the scoreboard and uh, ugly on the record as well. So um, slightly underwhelming um, on the offensive line, definitely. Uh, I think statistically, Josh Allen has been very similar to what he was last year. However, because there aren't so many big explosive plays, he probably hasn't got that kind of hype that he did last year. I mean, I was talking to you earlier, Callum, we mentioned about the Pro Bowl votes and stuff. And, you know, I think I could Uh, rant about that all day. I think we all could. Um, But looking at the stats and stuff, like Josh Allen has been pretty good compared to, you know, a lot of other quarterbacks in the league. And I think defences from last year have certainly recognised his big arm talent and those big plays, the deep balls and stuff like that, that we've kind of lived off last year and now we're having to throw underneath a lot more and you know he's had to scramble a lot more because the offensive line hasn't been great so slightly underwhelming. uh we're still in with a chance of the playoffs still in with a chance of winning the division as well a huge game on Sunday um I'm really really nervous uh Patriots on Sunday so um I think the season could be defined after after Sunday's game really because if we lose Patriots head the division and it's a lot harder for us to get in the playoffs um so yeah it's, it's a bit of a a little bit disappointing from what my expectations were but at the moment I'm still hanging on to the hopes of uh getting in the playoffs beating Patriots on Sunday getting that uh playoff spot nailed on
1: yeah do you want to I mean do you want to touch on the pro Bowl thing quickly like what a disaster like it's just so rigged like it just goes to show you how rigged that voting is and just it's, it's basically a popularity contest at the end of the day you know I think when you when you look yeah. at the, the kind of the all-pro stuff. I think that's the more sort of telling indication of where where people are at because that's voted by like analysts and um, you know other kind of people that have a lot more knowledge than just other fans and stuff. But um, yeah, the Pro Bowl is just yeah you know, the fact that we were speaking about Kyle Pitts getting in, which for me is a bit of a shock. I think that kind of Kyle Pitts pick was based on draft hype and based on you know I, I mean he's their number one target in their offense and he's got one touchdown. Um, all season I know he's got like 800 and something yards you know more than the likes of Dallas Goddard or um, who's the other guys that were mentioned Dalton Schultz um, Dalton Schultz Hawkinson, yeah. um them three but I, yeah that's a bit of a shock for me to be honest that Kyle Pitts one that really stood out um, Zach should we go yeah. to you how, how in terms of obviously the Jets obviously having a disaster last year um how have you kind of tapered your expectations this year and do you think they've You know, underperformed, um, you know, in terms of the coaching, you know, Zach Wilson obviously coming in.
2: Uh, I expected, I mean, I think it's hard to judge into improvement in American football because you're either a playoff team or you're not. It's Mm. like in in sort of in in English football, if you're a relegation team, you want to be, you know, mid-table. If you're a mid-table team, you want to be playoffs, playoffs, you want to be automatic promotion. You know, you can't. You you're never going to expect the Jets to make the playoffs. It, our goal was just to be less shit than last season, and that weren't really <laughs> difficult. But somehow, we, we, we're sort of making a real slogger of it because even though we've won one more game uh, than we did last season, I think we I think we we were two two and fourteen last season, weren't we? We've won three this season. Uh, I I just I, I've just been completely underwhelmed. I thought that I thought that Robert Sala was a a. a a, a really good appointment, uh, because of the work that he'd done with was it the 49 Nineers that he'd yeah uh, been with yeah. before, and uh, yeah. I, I thought that was quite a shrewd shrewd, shrewd appointment actually, and uh, it's it just it's just not really worked out, has it? I mean, we got a good hiding from your boys a couple of weeks ago, which I sent you a <laughs> message about, and when I look at fixtures uh, going into going into January, it's like we've got uh, the Jags on Boxing Day, which is probably our last sort of winnable match I think because they're somehow doing worse than us and then we've got the Bucks and then the bills so it's like well yeah <laughs> nice. no, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a pretty miserable end to the season because I'm not entirely confident that we're going to beat um that we're going to win on Boxing Day but uh, I, I, I suppose like I say it's about tempering expectations and and we were never going to be a playoff team but I, I certainly expected a little bit more and um, the one the game that springs to my mind is I think it was late September or early October when we uh, when we were completely shut out by the Broncos. That were that were a nice that were a nice comfortable evening for them. Um, but yeah, not being impressed really. But then again, it was always a big job after last season. Well, about well, in
1: terms of Zach Wilson? Um, I know that we we kind of spoke about him a lot of the off season and you know coming into the draft, he was obviously you know his draft stock was just boosted massively uh with the the kind of season that he had at BYU and you know from what I obviously I've not watched a lot of the Jets so you're you're more informed on this than me but um you know when I do kind of see highlights of him he does look for that sort of um big play he has got that big playability in him he's got an absolute cannon of an arm on him you know that's you know his arm talent can't be taken away from him like he's he's very talented in terms of his arm strength um, he's obviously got an incredible deep ball um but sometimes it looks to me and this could be an offensive line issue i don't know but uh sometimes he, he, he looks like he's trying to do too much sometimes yeah, I agree. Uh, sometimes
2: i think that he's you just you you've got to acknowledge where you are and that the jets are in a, a shocking position and i just think that sometimes when it comes to that it's it's back to basics and a bit of simplicity whereas for me he's always looking for the spectacular pass or the spectacular play and it's it, it, it's I suppose he, he he has got the ability so uh, you, you won't you won't sort of want to mask that but sometimes you've just got to acknowledge that it's not particularly great just just play, just play simple and and yeah. just get the basics right and just just try and get um you know sort of progression but yeah. um I think I think it all sort of went wrong a little bit last season because I think we were so poor last season that we were expecting the first draft pick and then we just picked up a little bit towards the end and obviously we missed out on uh, Trevor yeah. Lawrence who um, were, we at, were we at Clemson Tigers last year? Yeah. yeah. And uh, but uh, so so I don't think that Zach Wilson were really in the picture until we started to to, mm. to pick up a couple of results towards the back end of the season. But um, you know I, I suppose he's, he you know he's still young and still learning and and stuff like that. So you got to give him time and patience. But I, I I agree with you. He's always looking for the spectacular when he really probably needs to just concentrate on basics while we're in are in such a poor run of form in a poor situation.
1: And especially like, frustrating when you look at someone like Mac Jones, obviously yeah. a much better offensive line in front of him, but still, like you just see him taking easy check downs um and still putting up big numbers. Obviously, he struggled in that Colts game the other night. Um, but you know, other than that, like it's kind of frustrating because you see the talent, like you said, with Zach Wilson, you see the talent that is there and the ability that he has. But sometimes, and look, he's a rookie QB, like you said, he's young, he's going to learn. I think yeah. it's going to be a, a massive learning curve the whole season for him and Salah. Um, so I think you just got to hope that, he, you know, just stick with it. I think um, I think he can be good, Zach Wilson. I think, obviously, there's bu- there's building blocks there. You know, Elijah Vera Tucker was a good pick in the draft for you guys. Obviously, you've got Mekhi Beckton left tackle. So you've got some building blocks there. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess it's a... Uh, a thing of patience and and letting the process develop, I
2: guess. To 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 use that old phrase from last year, trust the process. Trust the
1: process, yeah. Semi sixers. Yeah. Um, I mean, touch on the Eagles quickly. I mean, um, I think it's very evident now that I think the Eagles have found their identity. I think that's important. I think they've developed into a run first team. I think I mean it's something that they should have done from the beginning of the season, uh, especially with Hurts as a, as a dual threat quarterback. Um, you know, but they've had seven straight games of over 175 rushing yards. You know, one of, you know, if not the best offensive league, line in the league right now. And they're playing that sort of smash mouth, you know, running down the defences throughout football, which is just it's, it's great to see, you know, them, them tiring the defences out. Um, and I think the, the, the offense is starting to become a lot more dynamic. Obviously, you've got Dallas Goddard, who is, in my eyes, a top five tight end of the league um you know you've got Devonte smith i think if we can go and pick up a veteran receiver in the off-season, there's a lot of we talked about a lot of um, guys who are uh, in free agency uh, there's some big names out there alan robinson mike williams chris godwin um just to name a few i think if we can pair Devonte smith up with a, a kind of a veteran uh, receiver i think this offense could look really you know scary going into next season um in terms of Sirianni i think you know Jalen Hurts and Sirianni were the two big question marks uh, before the season started and i think Sirianni's overcome that adversity you know the, the the first couple of games um you know were frustrating that raiders game um, the chiefs game i mean we we had a ch- chance to win the chiefs game we probably should have won the chargers game that was on the defense's fault for allowing justin Herbert to just charge down the field for 6 minutes um but I think Sirian is developed into a great play caller, and I was like quite harsh of him coming into the season because there was a lot of questions about, you know, can he get these guys to respect him? There was obviously a lot of stuff about the press conferences and you know basically the whole media re- ridiculing him. But I think he has, you know, when you see the behind the scenes stuff, like the the guys respect him, like the, you see the v- veterans like Fletcher Cox and Darius Slay and those guys like respect him. I think that's a big um, indication of where this team's at right now. Um, I think he could actually be, you know, within the chance of maybe becoming the best hire of the offseason um, in terms of when you look at all those first year guys, you know, the Salas, Um, I mean, Brandon Staley, yeah, I think he can be great. Uh, but Sirianni, Dan Campbell, who I'm not quite convinced about Dan Campbell yet uh, in Detroit, but we'll see how that goes. Was a big win for them the other night, but um, yeah, I think there's there's definitely uh, things to be excited about with the Eagles right now. I think Hurts has progressed nicely as a passer. The other night, he had a great game. Um, you know, 300 yards passing. Yeah. Um, I think when you look at the tape, like the the kind of um, when you look at the progressions that he's going through in the different reads, you know, something in which at the start of the season he was just more willing to just take off out of the pocket and scramble for, you know, nine or so yards. But now you see him a lot more willing to stay in the pocket and deliver passes. And I think he's making some great, you know, franchise QB throwers with the Greg Ward touchdown the other night, it comes to mind. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with, their, with where they're at right now and obviously going into next season, three first-round picks, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think um, things are things are looking good. Is it not nailed on that you've got three now because Wentz has Yeah, that is. Sorry, answers. yeah. I think yeah, it is. The, the Wentz. Yeah, yeah so but you've
0: got, you've got three first round picks, and I mean your last three games are all divisional games, aren't they? You've got yeah, all correct, three divisional yeah. teams. I think. If you could only win one of those, which one would you like to win the most? Which team do you hate the most
1: in your division? Probably the Cowboys. I, imagine. Oh, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's probably the Cowboys, but it could actually come down to the Cowboys game to decide whether we get in the playoffs or not. Because obviously, if the Cowboys go and wrap up the division, um, then they're obviously not going to be playing for much uh, in that last game of the season. So they're probably going to sit well, a few players. You know, they're probably going to bench a few players. So that's you know going to be a, a, a really interesting game to watch. But the Giants, for me, well, every game from now on is a must win. Um, I think there's a chance that they could still win two out of three and still get in. Depending on what the Saints and the Vikings do, but um, yeah, I mean the Giants is a must win this week, I mean, especially with Daniel Jones out and I don't even know starting a QB. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. This is sort of crunch
0: time, isn't it? December yeah. football is uh, is pretty big, as you say. Last couple of games now, there's a lot on the line for you know the majority of teams. I think they they might have said that it was like a record of the amount of wins that certain teams have had, like. So, for like, 24 teams in the league had seven wins, like, last week. It was just, like, that hasn't happened for, you know, years and years and years. So, absolutely incredible, really. It'll be a really tight finish, so I'm quite excited to see how it ends up.
1: Can't I forgot remember. to ask you, Zach, actually. um, Is there anyone, in terms of going into the off-season, anyone, um, maybe, in the, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the college, anyone in the draft that you want
2: them to target? Um, I've, I've actually watched much college football this year, really. Um i think I've, I've i've sort of watched less nfl than i did last year but uh i've, I've watched a lot more uh of the sky nfl channel during day because i've had this, this year i've had so many nine o'clock lectures on on like on monday and tuesday mornings that it's like yeah. putting in the dedication to stay up till five o'clock each morning and then yeah. get up nine o'clock next morning i've watched so I've, I've watched quite a lot of sky's nfl channel and uh I I don't think they really cover much college football. I think it's because BT Sports have got have got rights for it that they're a little yeah, bit salty yeah. and, and and they don't really want to get much airtime. But no, I can't say I've watched much of it this year to be able to give you a name.
1: Do you want to um, get into that actually in terms of like the past year? Basically, obviously you mentioned uni and stuff. How's everything gone? Obviously, Greg's now working. I'm still at uni, third year. Zach's at uni. How's how's everyone been?
2: I think it's, it's, I mean, we were still partially online, and it's, it's just it's just so strange because you, you sort of you, you don't really you still don't really know anyone. Like I'm halfway through my course now officially, and I just I still haven't got a clue what people are. They like stick you in breakout rooms and expect you to have conversations for <laughs> an hour at a time, and I'm like, I ain't got a clue who this person is. I've never seen him before. I, I you know they they haven't got the camera on because. Nobody <laughs> really wants to get dressed for nine yeah. o'clock in the morning and sit there. Um, so, I think, I, 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 mean, I'll be honest. I expected this to be to be sort of back in full per in 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 person this year, but uh, the way it's going at the minute, I can see us carrying on fully online next year as well. So, it's he's uh, a strange one. Have you not
1: had anything in person then at all this year?
2: We've had two, we've had two sessions in person per week, and then the other yeah. three online. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because actually, yeah, that, that actually reminds me because I saw you with, like yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, a month about It was when the James Bond came out.
2: The yeah, yeah.
1: Saturday, I saw you in Chef, yeah. Um, Greg, how have you been, mate? Obviously. Um, yeah, fine. Transitioning from uni to, to work life now. Yeah, I think
0: it's, it's a big big change to happen um, and I do feel for you guys still at uni, I know a lot of people kind of going into their third years and uh, you know they haven't really had a full year that's not been disrupted by uh, the pandemic so I, I do sort of feel for you in terms of the experience you've had and what you'll take from it because a lot of people in, in your sort of years might think more negatively about uni and about how you know how things have gone because you haven't had full access and full opportunities that that I have because um, I was there a year or two before the pandemic hits, so no i'm i'm enjoying it a uh, completely different change and i still spend my sort of lunch times and evenings uh, researching nfl so you know i still get my my time to look up the scores and the stats and watch the highlights and everything so um no it's, it's been good fun it is quite a different transition and something that uh can be quite difficult but i think we're we're managing we're all right we're here and we're healthy so um that's all that matters i think
1: yeah i think i got well, I think I was a bit luckier than Zach in that I got at least the first year of uni to kind of experience some stuff. And then, obviously, Zach, you started the year later. So it was like you, you'd you already missed that first year. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, I mean, your sort of only experience could be in third year. And I mean, that's like, you know, when it, that's the crunch time when <laughs> yeah, exams start ramping up and stuff. So you, yeah, I do feel sorry for you in particular because you've like, You missed that even that first year experience, I guess, as well. Obviously, we're we're both living at home as well, so it's even that added on as well. So, yeah.
2: Uh, I I mean, it's it's sort of. I mean, I I mean, I'm not I'm not looking forward to doing what Greg's done and sort of transitioning from university into into forty hours a week work because like you know a minute I've, I've I've got it all right I don't necessarily have to turn up if I don't want to and, yeah. and and then all of a sudden then you are thinking, you know, Oh god I've got to get up every morning and I've got to go to work every single day so I can't say I'm looking forward to that and it sort of feels like you know you go to uni you have your three years where you know you don't go off of the rails sort of thing you don't want to you yeah. know I don't want to start coming out with David Brent quotes but <laughs> so you, you, you have your fun for three for years and then you sort of go down to then adult life but I've you know I've not really had that chance to you know sort of go out and stuff like that because for the most of the time that I've been at uni, we've either been in restrictions or not allowed to mix with people and and mm-hmm. just when you thought oh it's starting to come to an end now and then all of yeah. a sudden, you know United have been called off on Boxing Day and it looks like everything's going to go behind closed doors so yeah it's it's it, it's all a bit of a disaster again. Yeah, I'm
1: sure. Yeah. We'll, uh, touch on football in a bit, but like yeah, like you said like. Um, I mean, do you want to kind of touch on, Chris- I mean, obviously Christmas in two days, um, any, any Christmas traditions um, that you boys have in particular in terms of like family stuff or anything that you do every year? I want to hear from you because you, uh, you, you were saying about your dad was just, it was
0: an endless supply of beers to, uh, to the end of your, in your shed. So I, w- I want to
1: hear about your traditions because it sounds well, like a lot of booze in it, a very heavy Boxing Day in I- morning. I'm not going to lie. There's, there's like five. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of boxes of Moretti there. There's a couple of Peroni's boxes. Yeah. We're, we're stocked up to say the least. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good choice. Well, like Chris Wilder always says, "Give me, a, give me. What is it? was give me the quote, Zach, with a Peroni quote. I'll take Peroni as well.
2: I think someone offers him a Peroni, and he goes, "I'll take a Moretti take as that. well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Quality." So is it tradition for you to host, Callum? Is that what you usually do?
1: Um, you know, we kind of alternate each year. Um, obviously, there's there's my family and then there's um, my cousin, who's the same age as me, who goes to uni as well, and his family. So we kind of alternate uh, going to each other's houses each year. But, yeah, um, this this year's mine. I Actually, that has reminded me, I, I always do host a, a Christmas-themed quiz for all the family, so I've got to get that ready. Um I'm yeah, oh, exactly the same. <laughs> are you actually? Yeah, I did.
0: Yeah, I did a quiz a couple of years ago um, for Christmas Day. And then it's sort of I just kind of do it every year since. So it's not yeah. like a particularly long one because my grandparents are coming and, you know, they'll be yeah. asleep by 2.30, I reckon. So um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to don't want to keep them with a the very long one. But yeah, Christmas quiz is always good fun.
2: Yeah, Um of course. Yeah. Yeah, good. What, what prizes do you have on offer, boys? That's you know Christmas uh, Surely you've got to get some prizes in for for winners.
0: A handshake and a well done <laughs> from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really do prizes. To be fair, well, I, I, I can definitely bring some. You know, I mean, we're hosting this year, just my brother and I at home, so we could definitely you know make some more dessert or some more chocolate out or something.
2: Um, something quite basic.
1: Nice one, Zach. Do you have anything?
2: Uh, yeah, a bit like you really. We just we just alternate between hosting each year and uh, obviously last year we had it just had it at home just just yeah. of us. So uh, this year going to me we'll have Christmas dinner at home and then we'll go to me nan's in the evening and uh, that's when all family will come. But, but I mean, Greg said the grandparents will be asleep by about half two. As soon as I've had my dinner I'm I'm ready for bed, mate. I've you know, and then I've got to go socialise with people for, for the next three or four hours, and I'm just like, oh, you, you know what I mean? I mean, last last year it it, it was fine. I had my dinner and I could go to sleep for a couple of hours. This year, I've got to have my dinner and then go and speak to people for, for four or five hours in, in the evening. So There's it's definitely
0: like, an afternoon lull.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. I do feel right. for
0: you. Have it having to then go out and uh, sort of pick it up in the yeah. afternoon evening time. I do feel for you there. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's
2: not ideal. Right, so it it is a bit of a struggle.
1: I, I, that actually reminded me, I do actually like uh, about, I think it's it's pretty much on every Christmas, um. but on at like, well, actually the NFL games are on this year, that's um, something to, oh. to talk to, um, yeah, yeah. so that, yeah, definitely me trying to tune into them, but also like nine o'clock, right, I sit down with my whiskey, probably like a, a Jack, give me a Jack Daniels honey or something like that, on the rocks, right? Um, and I watch The Godfather every year. Um, I don't know why I started it, but um, yeah, I, every year I just watch The Godfather
2: with my whiskey. Um, that's not one of them films that you can just dip in and out of. It's not it's like an not, hour it's not that's really like best. that's like three hours of proper dedication. You got, you got to dedicate. yourself. I looked on this year as well, <laughs> and
1: they're playing like all three back to back. So I was like, no, nah, surely not, surely not. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm pretty
0: sure it's not that festive either. Um, there is, but if I'm wrong,
1: I think there's a there is a there's a few Christmas moments in it. I thought <laughs> there's like a few scenes in the snow and stuff. But yeah, uh, i mean, scenes in the snow. All oh, right, that'll be yeah, yeah, it's I mean, a Christmas film. Well well, 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 it gets <laughs> to the whole Die Hard debate, doesn't it? Like, is it a Christmas? Yeah, movie? I was going to ask what
0: what your favourite Christmas films are, but maybe yours is The Godfather, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: in so favourite Christmas film other than that. Um. I do like It's a Wonderful Life. I think that's like the, the pinnacle of it's an absolute classic. Um, yeah, it's classic? Cool, but Zach, do you have a favourite one?
2: I, I'm, I'm sort of torn, torn between the sort of the, the Home Alone and Polar Express and also uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, I've not seen that one. That, 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 that's a good Christmas film.
0: Three what very about, good films.
1: Yeah. What about our classic, Zach?
2: Muppet's Christmas Carol? What Marley and Marley? Well Marley and Marley. Ooh. <laughs> the amount, the amount of times that, that like they chucked that on in English and the end it, end it, end year, and they were like, oh well, like, it's Christmas yeah. Carol, so it's Dickens, so technically we can get away with showing yeah. it,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> teaching one hundred and one.
2: Yeah,
0: put a film on and claim it's teaching. Exactly, <laughs> Greg. Hit us with some. What favorite for Christmas films, films or yeah. uh, Dickens films? films. Yeah, no, um, Pol- Polo Express for me, yeah. that's uh, another tradition we have in our household. I think when my brother and I were young, our granddad took us to watch uh, Polar Express at the cinema, when that was sort of thing. Um, so every Christmas Eve, we watch it with him, uh, which is really nice. So um, yeah, that's that's probably my favourite Christmas film. I mean, Elf's a bit of a classic. Um, but There's so many films now, isn't there? I like yeah. they bring a handful out every single year. It's so tough. Um, but yeah, you got your classics, like It's a Wonderful Life and um, up
1: its Christmas count, obviously. You know, um, I, I, one that I absolutely hate, and I know it's quite kind of loved. Um, everyone talks about it, Love Actually, I can't stand Love Actually. You know, what do you not it's like about it? Because oh, it's, it's just about like just a bunch of people just cheating and stuff, and it's just, oh, it's just so annoying.
0: I, I, just, I hate
1: that film, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I do get some people are very uh, yeah they, they try and distance themselves from that film a little bit just because like yeah it's not really that great and everyone loves it for some reason so
2: I, I, did, get it.
1: I get it one that I did watch the other like maybe like a week ago or something Zach I don't know if you've seen this one it's called Better Watch Out I can't see I've seen that one let me let me Google, let me give it a quick Google to check I've got the title right it was like this sort of yeah Better Watch Out. Um came out in 2016. It's sort of like um bit of a Christmas thriller slash horror. Um, um I reckon you'd like it, Zach. Um, but it's basically home alone. Um it's the, the premise is kind of like home alone, but if Kevin was a side yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: sure. a I, psychopath. I mean I can I can I can see how they can do that. No, it's it's, it's an interesting film.
1: Um yeah, this, this babysitter basically comes round to look after him while his parents are out. And um, he basically ends up kidnapping her and torturing her. I don't know uh, I, what
2: does. Sounds like one very, for the family, that, doesn't it? Very much That's, in the Christmas yeah. <laughs>
0: Again, very festive from Cal. <laughs> I think you're learning more about our movie taste more and more. <laughs> Do you watch Christmas films at Halloween as well? Or? <laughs> I'm not too fussed about Halloween. A bit overrated. Yeah, I think I think it's, well, it's very commercial, isn't it? And I think it's more of an American
1: thing. Well, that's, yeah, that's, it is, I that's, a, that's yeah. a good point. It is more of an Americanized thing.
0: But yeah, that's probably just how I've grown up with it, because you used to live in like a tiny little village in the middle of nowhere. So there'd never been anywhere to go trick-or-treating, really. So I've ne- Halloween's never been a thing for me personally. I but... no. um, so,
1: think in terms of like TV, uh, Zach, I know me and you are massive fans of uh, the Royal Family. Oh, TV no. show. Oh, specials, right? tell me, so please true. tell me you watch yeah.
0: Yes, yes, the Christmas special we watch like every year. Yeah, Which, yeah, one? Yeah, Which one? Which one? Which um, one? Well, whatever's on, really. I mean, the one where they hoover up Mary and the Dyson is a classic. <laughs> um, you know this? Uh, yeah, like whatever ones they kind of have on, we'll, we'll sort of try and seek them out a little bit. But yeah, if we if we get the TV guide, Royal Family Christmas special is, is definitely something that we you know pinpoint. I can just imagine, so some,
1: like, if an American listener is listening to this right now, then you what? They watch the royal family. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a TV the show, guys.
0: Not, not the queen. Yeah it's, yeah, it's. We're not just sitting there watching Queen Liz sit around and drink we're tea. We're
2: watching it's, King uh, yes, Jim it's... Royal on his in his favourite <laughs> armchair yeah, and his yellow in his yellow polo t shirt and his <laughs> in his stained vest
1: <laughs> with his Oreos.
0: <laughs> And Dave, the ever enthusiast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah classic. Wait, what's, what was that yeah, other one? So like? uh, the Mary one in the in the ash thing, yeah. And then the and then there's the um, wait, what? the one where, there's they there's the the and and where they go to the
2: reclining sofa where they go to David yeah. and Issa's and, um, yeah. and David yeah. David Senior and Jocelyn are there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> David Senior, yeah, very good. <laughs> Is that is that with uh, a turkey when they try they haven't defrosted it? Yeah, Dave's, <laughs> Dave's <laughs> having a bath
2: while shaving.
0: He's having a bath. He's got the mirror on the turkey. <laughs>
1: Just put his Man City shirt around it and kicks it down the hallway.
2: And when they're trying to cook it, yeah. they, they, oh. Dave gets chain industrial chainsawing to try to, <laughs> to try and cut it in it half.
0: <laughs> oh, it's it is, it's elite Christmas TV it really is I think that and uh, Only Fools and Horses sort of Christmas specials or just oh, yeah. general episodes tend to be on as well so yeah that's that's the way we go a bit more classic but um, don't know about you boys you seem to be on the right
2: track anyway to be fair Gold at this time of year on Sky just comes into its own it's just full of just Christmas specials mm. and just genius
1: yeah no you're right yeah. I did see that they had the Office UK Christmas special on the other night Um I mean, I, right? Do you want to get into this UK versus US? I will oh, passionately boys. defend the At UK office
0: every single day um, of the week. Personally, I've not seen either, so I'm going to step
1: out of this debate. You boys, back on. Wow. Do you know what? It's it's tricky, mate. Like I I like both, but I just think the the US one has better characters overall, better narratives. But I do respect the UK one. Obviously, David Brent is like, like so funny. But the like, UK
2: one should just win for Gareth Keen and he investigates. Like that, that is should it should just win Gareth just Keane. for that.
1: <laughs> that is a good point, actually. Yeah. When they buy him the um, <laughs> that was my thing, when they buys him that like cookie machine. <laughs> Finchy,
2: bitch. Different lagers, different needs. Yeah, different lagers. <laughs>
1: It is. It is. It's a classic. Um, but I, they're, they're, the good thing about the US one, in terms of like Christmas stuff, there obviously because there's more series, there's like pretty much a Christmas special every every series. Yeah. So there's obviously a bit more of them, but you can't really go wrong with either one, I guess.
2: No, I think they're both good in their own right.
1: Yeah. I'm. i I'm. I'm just realizing that we're dropping a lot of sort of niche British references and like. We've probably just alienated the whole American guys. But you you, you got to hang in there with us. Check check him out. Check the Royal Family out. If there's one thing you can take away from this podcast, check the Royal Family out. Definitely TV recommend show. that, yeah. TV show, not the... the what they called? Yeah, the, the actual... Monarchy. <laughs> yeah, the Monarchy. Yeah. The Monarchy. <laughs> the Monarchy would not make a great
0: TV show. Although, you know, Prince Andrew's making it slightly interesting, I suppose. So... That, that that could be an interesting side story, but no, yeah, royal He's Family. He's keeping them relevant all on his own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like political
1: players. satire in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh can <laughs> think of other Christmas have you seen uh Four Christmases? Yeah, no, that's good. You I haven't seen it for a couple four. of years, ago, but yeah, no, that's, that's one I remember watching a
2: couple of years ago. I thought it was all right. Um I'll tell you what I watched on it, it we on it were on Netflix and I watched the other week, I, I would just I, I didn't even I didn't even know it existed. Um, click and collect, and I know I know it's Stephen Merchant. Yeah, I I found it so funny. Yeah,
1: I, it's so good, mate. I watched it uh, like a couple of weeks ago. I've never discovered it before, and I just saw it no. like you said.
2: you um, wanted like some like festive Christmas some on Netflix, yeah. and I I I, I thought I'd get out of watching, and it were it were it were a very good hour well spent.
1: Yeah, he's so good. Like I I think merchants actually. Oh, it's tough because obviously Merchant and Gervais are like such a good duo together, but like I think sometimes Merchant is funnier. Like in terms of have you seen um the the TV show Did America, Hello Ladies? Yeah. I love that show. I think it's so good.
2: I just uh, but, I, I just think that like he, they've, they've all sort of maybe Ricky Gervais, not because of Afterlife, but Carl Pilkington and Stephen Merchant have struggled to sort of do things on their own, even though the stuff that they've done's good. I, I just don't think it gets the same hype or build up yeah. that, it, that like it does if if they're all together.
0: Stephen Merchant's cameo in Hot Fuzz though—that was elite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's he, he's the only one at the three in uh in the Cornetto trilogy, I think. So he's got that on the other two. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's a good point. But yeah, yeah, you are <laughs> right. You are right. They, they've struggled a little bit. It turns up in Jojo Rabbit as well, doesn't it? That is like, yeah, yeah, he yes, does. That's yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> a weird role. Yeah. Um, no, very good. I think if you boys do you, do you want to go football? Let's go let's go a bit of championship action. Well, to... blade's I've on the Matthew charge. On football
2: now then. that's now that Slavisy Jokanovic is gone away from Sheffield. I was gonna say
0: blades on the charge, so you boys are gonna you know storm the league now. That's what Cal, Cal. tells me.
1: Exactly. Please, please,
2: please back me up here. Yeah, we're, we're going for it. You know I, what? I, 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 I'm, I'm going for it. He's like that performance on Tuesday night. were a proper typical Sheffield United performance. It were oh, yeah. we didn't we didn't create many chances, but like they had no chances at all because we just we we just defended so well, and that's what that's what made us good under Chris Wilder. we were just we were built on a solid defence and, and 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 taking chances when they came and 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 I I. I I can't see us getting automatic promotion. I just think that Fulham and, and Bournemouth are probably too far gone now. But I can see us, I can see us getting... Only 11 points off. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, the 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 problem's going to be now is that you're going to get that many games called off that you'll have teams that are going to be playing three, maybe even four times a week like Rotherham were last season. Uh, playing your sort of Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday sort of games. And... That's I think I think that's gonna sort of ruin teams towards towards back end of the season. Yeah, and no, I think you're right.
0: At the minute the only team that's that's behind well, far behind on games is us. We've got we've only played twenty one games. <laughs> Everyone else has played twenty two or twenty three. So yeah, but you are right. It's gonna there's gonna be a backlog coming January and then Obviously, later on in the season, April, May time is—you know—that's that's crunch time when it when it all counts. But it's very, very tight. I mean, you're looking at mid-table is thirty points, and then you're looking at the top of the playoffs is about forty-two. So it's quite close, and there's you know only four or five points between six teams in there, in and around the playoffs. So yeah, why why not? Like as you say, playoffs is certainly doable, especially the way you've been defending recently. Oh, Blackburn, uh, that is mental. Yeah, that Blackburn
2: have mental. overtaken West Brom. Yeah.
0: They got dicked very
2: 7-0 nil by Fulham and then all of a sudden yeah. they just went on a winning run. But it, apart from that like, like Diaz, like,
1: they're, they're pretty terrible. Supply
2: I line I to, the supply line to him, it, as long as you just keep crossing balls to him, he'll, he'll just keep scoring goals. He's not
1: going to last long there, <laughs> is he? Someone's going to snap him up. Yes,
0: there's Premier teams looking at them already, I think. There's a, a journalist that sits behind me at QPR and he summarised it perfectly on Twitter. Like They got banged 7-0 by Fulham. They came to QPR and defended for a point like all game. It was time-wasting mm. after half an hour. Like they, they look rubbish. And then since then, they've just bagged goals and they just keep beating everyone. It doesn't make any sense. Like It's, just, it's like a beat different team. But... Championship is just so random and extraordinary that you know anything could happen. As you say, you've you've got rid of your manager and you're storming up the league now. So you know other teams are sliding the other way and all sorts. So it's it's a really strange season we're in, but it's very exciting. Can't keep your eyes off it. Let's put it that way.
1: I don't know if like I've actually like asked you about like what you is, like what you think about in terms of, like like who who do you place more blame on in terms of the things that went down with Wilder and then obviously this season with Jekanovic, like, is it, do you, do you look at it as a problem from the top or is it, it's obviously like, is, I see people like, I don't know how this happens, but you get some Sheffield United fans coming out and just like completely slagging off Wilder. And it's like this guy just like, res, like he just resurrected our club, like gave us some of the best years of watching United football. And then people are saying, "Oh, yeah, but he spent all this money on like Brewster and McBurney."
2: But like, what, what, what do, where do you kind of place the blame in, in all this? I, I, I think it's easy to to sort of blame his recruitment, but on paper, his recruitment, in my opinion, were never were never terrible. I mean, you, I, I he always Prince Abdullah always said that our market was top end championship players. It's like McBurney, the season that we signed him scored twenty five goals in the championship. Brewster played half a season in the championship, scored ten goals. On on the, I mean, they're the two that they've always been levelled at Wilder, but they, yeah. quite simply, they've just not. I mean, you can say they've not worked out, but you know, they're still they're still both young players. I, I think you know sometimes I see on Twitter that people are slagging Wilder, it just it's it's unbelievable. For me, it's yeah. you know it it were, it were a freak season in that. In the performances up to Christmas actually weren't terrible you know we, we lost 1-0 against City we lost 2-1 to Liverpool we lost 3-2 to Man United it was so they're just sort of three results that that sort of in in in, in games with we fans in the stadium we, we possibly might have got a point out of them or or even or even got all three it were for me it was just a freak season and we just needed to basically say right why don't just do it again and 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 I think we would have done yeah. um Jukanovic for me was he, he had a good championship CV but he wanted to play a formation which didn't suit them players at all yeah. the, the the style of play were were, were boring you know but Br- Lane's always got a always had a decent atmosphere and and that atmosphere were killed within 5 minutes because oh, was just sideways Backwards passing, and it would just honestly. I'm not. I'm not asking for hoofball I'm not asking. I'm not asking Fodderingham to boot it all the way up to to McBurney and just sort of play off him. Just forward passing. Just play the ball forward. The, 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 this 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 sort of this Egan to to Davis to Fodderingham to Fleck, then back to Fodderingham again. It would just. It would just mind-numbingly boring, and it would just. Yeah. He, he, he just didn't, he just weren't the right fit for United in the end.
1: Honestly, like, like, you, like, I remember that first couple of games, like when, um like when, when Huddersfield came and did they, 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 did Huddersfield beat us? Yeah, And like teams like yeah. that. And then they were like, uh, that Preston game, the first couple of games of the season were just so weird and just, the atmosphere was just so flat. Like, I've never seen it like that before. Um, And he was just, yeah, he was sucking the life out of the 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 team and the the stadium, really. And sometimes, like you said, I mean, it just wasn't the right fit. Like, he might be a decent manager, obviously did well with, but you look at the teams that he'd done well with, like, he did well with Fulham, but, like, it's hard to compare, like, us with Fulham, because we're, like, two different clubs. Like, I just don't think his, you know, kind of style would have worked here at all, like, in terms of, I don't know, like, we're obviously priding ourselves on being, like, a, you know, working-class club that likes, you know, local Talent, like we we get behind local talent, and I I don't think Yukanovic would have worked here uh, in the end, like you said. Um, when you look at, like I think you might have summed it up perfectly. I think you messaged me once and said, like for some reason, like foreign managers just don't work with United. Like when you look at the most successful managers we've had, like even going back to like Warnock or like Wild or even like Hacking Bottom at the minute, like they're all sort of it's it's a unique thing. I think um, Is that
2: Yorkshire. Understanding of the area that yeah. sort of does us does us quite well, and um, yeah, like I mean, you know, even even like you said, like Warnock and and even to an extent Blackwell, and um, but but then you get people like David Weir who who just didn't really understand the football club, and Ad, and Adkins as well. You, you you you, it's a unique club in that you 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 you've got to you've got to get the fans on side. If you don't get the fans on side, then I think you're in big trouble, and. And and Yuka kind of never ever did that. I mean, I mean, I don't really. You know I, I don't want one of these like oh I'm I'm you know biggest blade and stuff like that. But I once went to Swansea. We were on television. It was an eight o'clock kickoff. I didn't get back until half past four in the morning. We drew nil nil, and Yuka kind of didn't even come across and clap. <laughs> yes, yeah, that sounds. Like, I, 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 you know, I don't want some sort of badge, but just come and show your appreciation. Yeah. And, and and stuff like that. Just little things like that just didn't go down well. Didn't go down well with your, your United fans at all.
1: Oh, that was a massive one, not acknowledging the fans after, like, um, just he used to just walk straight down the tunnel, didn't he? Even if you know yeah. whatever the result was, just walk straight down the tunnel. Fair play if you're going to be like a business like but it just I don't think it's going to work here, to be honest.
2: It's like the um, only time I can ever remember Wilder not coming over to fans were, um, I think we I think it was when we played QPR, we got beat one nil, and uh, Jamal Blackman and met Metta and their howler for QPR's goal, and. And that was the only Ooh, time I can yeah. ever remember why they not coming across to, to clappers. And uh it's, it's just stuff like that, just 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 get a relationship with the fans and, and you'll get time, you'll get patience, you can do whatever you want. But you know, he, he didn't really he, he didn't help himself at all. Yeah. Let's um let's hope. Hecke's uh heck the man, obviously. Uh, did you see the
1: bit about him taking like the players out to the Winter Wonderland and all that? We all dressed up
2: as superheroes. I, I, I saw Chris I, I, Basham running like, running this running the Superman Street,
1: yeah. But I feel like that's what we need, you know. That he, he's got that sort of spirit back and like that connection with the fans and the players, I think, he's kind of being repaired. Because I remember the Blackburn away when all the players came over and like everyone's just everyone around me was just like flagging Norwood off. Like, <laughs> everyone everyone's just trying to piss off back to the back down the tunnel because um it's been pretty horrendous. I mean, no, I, I don't I'm not a Norwood fan at all but that's uh, maybe another discussion it's,
2: it's like you don't want to slag the players off because obviously you know they've given they given me the best best stage following United ever yeah. but it's it's like they're, they're not a group where teams are queuing up to sign our players every week it's mm. like you know the only the only player that we lost in the summer were Ramsdale um you know even when we finished ninth in Premier League there were no one queuing up and trying to take all our players off us it's, it's it's not it's not we're not a glamorous we're not a, club with glamorous players we we got our success under wilder from that sort of that unity and you know run through brick walls for each other and 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 stuff like that so freaking bottom to try and bring that to giving us back i think i think i'll do i think i'll do him well and it'll stand him in good stead
1: absolutely um greg what are you are you optimistic about playoffs and stuff
0: I mean, yeah, I'd like to think so. Unfortunately, uh, AFCON is also around the corner. Um, and that means that our goalkeeper, Sene Dieng, and Ilias Cher, one of our best attacking players, will be missing for however long that is. I think it's a month or uh, six weeks, something like that. Um, so th- this is sort of a defining period, really. We're a bit thin at the back and in full back. We've had we brought in a couple of uh, sort of lone players and a few wing backs in the pre-season um, free signings and stuff but they haven't really uh, stayed fit so we're constantly chopping and changing with this sort of three in the back with wing backs and constantly switching players in and out so it's difficult to know really we keep getting beat by some of the most basic play ever in football just like a pass straight down the middle either over the top of the defenders or to the striker's feet you know straight through the line it seems to beat us every time, which is really odd because we play lovely football, pass it around, we can dominate possession with 60-65% possession and then we just get beaten by a simple ball straight down the middle and, like you know, the teams are in one-on-one. So, it's very frustrating. Um But no, this is a big... I think this could be a very telling month, month and a half. Uh, I think we've got good depth uh, in the rest of the pitch. I just think the defence is going to be a little bit thin and a goalkeeper as well, especially if Dieng is... You know, he plays for Senegal, so it depends how far they sort of get in the in AFCON but fingers crossed anyway I mean I don't think we'd probably be strong enough to stay up if we went up anyway so I think playoffs is what we're hoping for A top half finish would be strong anyway um but yeah you've got to look at sort of the longer project anyway with QPR I think we're, we're definitely not going to be bouncing back up uh, really soon um so yeah, it's it's one of those. We try and be as optimistic as you can, but constantly get burnt by QPR. You know, ruins your weekends and all that sort of stuff. So it's pretty hard. You know, it's the hope that it kills you. I think. Mm.
1: It's on that, well, uh, you a just lot hope, of the time. So you just hope that you don't become like a Norwich or something, and just become one of them rebound clubs that just goes from Championship to Prem every season. <laughs>
0: I mean, we made good care of that because uh, we were so bad with our finances that we you know, were struggling down the bottom of the championship for a long time. So, <laughs> you know, six years in the premiership, I think. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll be fine. We're definitely in the right direction and, and certainly managing things uh, better now financially in terms of bringing through youth players and not spending a ridiculous amount on transfers and stuff. So, fingers crossed. Anyway, it's heading in the right direction, so can't complain.
2: I really rate Mark Warburton at this at this level. I think he he was unlucky to lose his job at Brentford because he didn't really want to buy into that signing players from a spreadsheet sort of model, uh, which which has done which has done well mm. to be fair. But you know you can understand the manager that wants to have control of the players that he signed. I think he did all right at, at Rangers when he went to Scotland, and um, yeah, I think I think at this level, I think he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a pretty solid solid manager. I don't I, I don't know how well they are in Premier League if if, if you get there alive, but. I think at this level, I yeah. think he's, he's as good a manager as you're probably going to get. Yeah, no, I think you're right. As you said,
0: I don't, I don't think he'd take the step up too well. And, like, the squad that we've built is a good championship squad. It's a solid championship squad uh, of players that fit the system he wants to, which is passing out from the back with three of the back wing backs uh, and have some creative players off the striker up front. So it works well with what we have. Um, And yeah, he certainly brings the best out of some of our players, but at the same time, I'm not sure about that step up. That's why I'm kind of I'm like, yeah, I'd love the playoffs, but then also I'd hate the playoffs because we'd probably lose, and even if we do win it, amazing, but it'd be a very tough Premier League season afterwards. So I think that's a joy of Championship football, though it's so tight in the playoffs as we mentioned earlier. And you know, the second half of the season, there could be teams that are in the playoffs now that end up you know 14th, 15th, and there could be teams that are. 12th, 13th, 14th that can end up in the playoffs because you get on a run and, you know,
1: you just don't stop, I suppose. Um, yeah. yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, weirdly, it might turn out like all them Fulham fans that would say, no, you kind of it only comes into his stride in the second half of the season, goes on unbeaten runs. Maybe that happens for us in the heck. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Guess we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a few questions. Um Unless you boys have got anything that you wanted to discuss or anything no far away Cal. far away um favorite Christmas drink obviously it doesn't have have to be like Christmas uh themed or anything it can just be anything that you like to have on on
2: Christmas. I must admit i'm I'm a big fan of Moretti. and that's not just yeah. because Chris Wilder promoted it when they were basically on the piss for about three weeks well, and we got help, promoted yeah. but uh, yeah, I do. I, I I like moretti. I know it's not a particularly festive drink, but I, I quite like moretti. Do
1: you ever just sit and watch like um, Chris Wilder's like funniest moments? Because I I when I'm like when I'm a bit bored, I just go on YouTube. Chris Wilder's funniest moments is a compilation that I've saved and watched so many times, and it's just like it's, it it just gets it's so funny. Like there's the bit where um the bit where he's in the, the town hall, he he tries to take the mayor's chain off her.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: it's sad so <laughs> a... that
2: i've had to stop watching because I, I i just feel so just... sad that he's not there anymore yeah
1: it, it, you know it's sad watching him the other day uh for, was it last saturday when middlesbrough on telly, um, yeah, and Tell yeah. oh, it yeah it's it's just heartbreaking to see him with another club
2: new year's day is going to provoke some really strong feelings from me i'm That's... i'm not i'm not ready to walk into bramall lane and see him in opposition dugout
1: going to be interesting yeah
2: do you reckon he'll get a good reception? No, hopefully, surely. Yeah, it should do. I, I, I'm hoping that at the end of match he's going to walk around and so he can get an applause yeah. off the of fans because hopefully. obviously we being behind closed doors, we never got a chance to say goodbye. I know that sounds quite, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds quite deep, doesn't it? Uh, it will get a good podcast. reception.
1: Yeah, yeah, he should do. Uh, Greg,
0: drinks? <laughs> nothing, nothing sort of in particular that I definitely drink. Like in the morning, I'll have a fry up and morning, Um, so I suppose that's probably something we do traditionally. I mean, Bailey's feels a little bit Christmassy, Uh, you know, Bailey's hot chocolate, which seems to capture.
1: Bailey's is always a good shout, but I just have, you know, just a cup of beers, I suppose, in the afternoon, evening. Um, But
0: if I had one drink that I could have on Christmas, it'd probably be just boxes, have it in the morning, and I could probably carry on drinking that, I suppose. Why not? (laughs) <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, why not? It's Christmas. No. Um, yeah, exactly. I'll get pissed off. <laughs> um, do you know, what? I do like a southern comfort. Um, I do like, uh, yeah, pretty much any Jack Daniels. To be honest, I, I do like a good old whiskey
2: on Christmas.
1: A whiskey on the rock. just straight whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah boy. Um. While you're Monster. watching The
2: Festive Godfather.
1: Yeah, while well, I'm watching It's yeah. <laughs> the festive for murders for of lots other characters.
2: It's waiting for this you scene.
1: scene. Yeah. <laughs> There's also uh, a Christmas scene in Goodfellas as well.
2: Yeah, there is. There's some Christmas lights at one point, isn't there? Yeah. yeah Christmas lights going to get ploughed down. Yeah, I suppose we can, we, can, we, can, we can stick that on Sky Movies Christmas, can't we? <laughs> yeah.
0: Is, is this YouTube trying to reason that most films are Christmas films because there's some sort of Christmas lights or, or snow scene involved? <laughs> it yeah. seems
1: like that. <laughs> um, we did this last... I wonder if any of these have changed. We did it last year, but um, pretty standard one. Dream sort of celebrity dinner guests. Let's say, you know, five people. Oh, I went. I went back and listened to to last year's Zach. Do you want to hear yours? If you if if you can't, let me I'd see. I imagine that Chris Wilder changed.
2: would definitely want
1: to Chris Chris Wilder's number one. Yeah. Uh, you also had Tiger Woods. Uh, you had uh, Neil Warnock. <laughs> Warnock, well, of course, I did. <laughs> uh, you had you had Phil Taylor, the arts player. Phil big Carl, arts yeah, I, I'd still have it. Oh, class. <laughs> uh, you had Frankie Dettori
2: as well. Frankie hmm. I, I think I'd probably that. bump Frankie, I think. I think Frankie'd have to go. Yeah.
1: Any replacements in mind or?
2: Um if I'm gonna stick with a jockey, I'd probably go probably go Ryan Moore because I think he's um I think he's probably the most boring man on the planet, but uh, I would quite like to see if I could get him to, to lighten <laughs> up a bit over over like a you know Christmas dinner. I have
1: no clue what that is. Um The ones that I, I yeah. would have, uh, I went for Alex Turner, um, lead singer of the Arctic Monkeys. I went for Ricky Gervais. um, I had Kobe Bryant. I had uh, James Dean and Matthew McConaughey. Pretty, uh, yeah,
2: wide array of... Good variety, that, to be fair. Any changes? Um, You've even got an array of alive and dead guests. (laughs) (laughs) You've you've, you've, you've even managed to... You've even managed to... bases. Yeah, exactly. Very in that in that sense. Don't play by the rules. <laughs>
1: um, know on him. <laughs> Yeah, Nick's here. Kind of <laughs> um, Carson Wentz. Do I, do you know, no, no fucking mate. <laughs> if he comes to the door, mate, I'd I'd send him away straight away. He would not be allowed in my party. Get away, Carson you're a loser I might have to go for Lando Norris I've been watching F1 quite a lot this year I think he's quite a funny character I think Lando Norris would be in there interesting it's a good chapter in for who though Kobe Uh, I suppose no you've got to keep Kobe in there oh right he's like yeah
2: I've, yeah, I've, well, while well, well, we're on the subject of F one, slightly, I know I've not done Greg's dinner guest yet. I apologise, Greg. Give Give ge- more things. No, go for time. it. I need more time I'm, to
0: think. Anyway,
2: yeah, uh, I I I don't really watch F one, but I was told at the start of the year to back Max Max Verstappen, so I've had sort of an interest in Max Verstappen all mm-hmm. year. So to see him win and and win in dubious circumstances, I've got what? to ask someone to 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 sort of explain to me what what went on because. I I I sort of looked at it and I thought, oh, well, I'm 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 a loser here, obviously, and 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 then in the end I was paid out as a winner, and I were, I'm a little bit confused, and, and I ain't really got many mates that like F1, so Callum, if you want to take this chance, or even Greg, if you want to take this chance to explain to me oh. what went wrong.
0: I'm not really an F1 fan, so you know this has been broken down to me in very simple terms previously, so Callum's probably your best bet for an explanation. Yeah, I just
2: I I, I just um, need it in sort of simple football terms, yeah. if not.
0: <laughs> yeah, put it in
2: football terms yeah. that's better I'll, I'll try and feel, uh, took
1: a few Warnock references in there for you Yeah. Um, go on, man. do you know what well I yeah obviously first of all I'm not claiming to be an F1 expert but like this year especially has been just so like up and down in terms of big moments I think throughout the season obviously Lewis, Lewis Hamilton and, and Max Verstappen have been battling it out for the championship and then obviously coming down to that last race Um the other week it was basically the, the decider you know they were on the same points is one of the first moments it's ever happened in history where two drivers have been on the same points leading up to the last race but um, and then that that just tra- absolute travesty of I, I, honestly the the FIA the, the you know the people directing the races and stuff the 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 rules are just not explained to simple people like you and me like the the it's the the rules are so blurred. Like no one really knows what's going on throughout the race. That's why you kind of see all these these moments with you know um, head of teams on radio, um, trying to communicate with the FIA, trying to decide what's going on. Because most of the time, no one knows what's going on with the rules because they seem to change them every five minutes. Um, and then the, the obviously the incident that you're on about with with where it all went pear shaped was based on like i mean lewis was winning the whole race you know um and then there was a, there was a crash with another driver and so this, the the safety car came in um and basically you know slowed the whole pack down you know obviously the the gap between lewis and max was shortened because of that and then um the the FIA told everyone that you know certain car there was only like six cars allowed to overtake um um I think, so many places. And then what what basically happened was, um, for some reason, Max wasn't on the list. So he wasn't allowed to overtake certain... Because he was quite far back, Max, at this point. Um, So he wasn't allowed to overtake certain people. But for some reason, um, Max edged towards Hamilton. Hamilton was obviously leading. And they were literally neck and neck. And it was like, what's going on here? The FIA have told everyone that only certain cars can overtake. But Max is like that with Hamilton like um and obviously Hamilton was on you like used tires like I think he ran them for like 10 or so laps and Max was on fresh tires um so you know I mean kind of credit to Red Bull because they obviously had a bit of an insight on that what was going down but um yeah just a weird one of the weirdest things uh, to, to to come out because obviously it was leading up to that last last lap of the race and you know, for for I think I, all all what I'm trying to say is basically it's just contrived drama at this point. I think the FIA was just it's it just so clearly contrived, you know, just to make it because Lewis was going to win easier, um, and obviously this builds on new storylines for next year because there was a um, some stories saying that Lewis might retire, but obviously now the revenge thing comes back into. Conversation. Um, and then yeah, obviously Max won because he was on fresh tires and they were just neck and neck and they were allowed to race for some reason. You know, no one if you listen to it, there's a really good video of um uh um Lewis and Max as radio that each of their radios on YouTube uh, for the last lap. And basically Mercedes didn't have a clue of what was going on. <laughs> Red Bull kind of had a bit of an insight onto what was going on for some reason. So I think it's 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 all you know, it's um it's just contrived, and it's it's kind of annoying how how it all ended. But I guess they get what they want. You know, they wanted entertainment. You know, it's a money making business. Um, so yeah, I mean, oh, how much did you? It's
2: coming, Zach? Very very murky. It, it is.
1: It, yeah. It's, there's it's, there's it's,
2: a lot of there's a lot of things where I'm looking at it and thinking hmm, something just doesn't seem quite yeah. right there. Yeah. It's. How uh, did you win Zach on your bet? Uh, 120 so not you know not life-changing but yeah, uh, decent. you know I, 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 I was told uh, by someone who I, who I knew from from uni on first course that that max were a good price Uh, so I think I backed him from sort of six to one down to and then I thought I'd done my money when uh, when uh, when obviously I I, I mean yeah. I, I, like I said I, I don't really watch it but someone told me so I had a bit of an interest in it through season and and I saw that they were neck and neck, and, and I think on the on on the race they both went off around ten to eleven. So I thought, well, I've got a fighter's chance, and and then obviously all the drama happened, and and I somehow ended up a winner. So happy to his.
0: If he's got any more tips, then let us know. I don't think I want to bet a better to be honest on anything. So yeah, if he, if he wants to help anyone else out, feel free. Especially yeah, I'll, the NFL I'll send ones.
2: forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah, anything NFL football or whatever. Yeah, that'd be very handy.
2: The only NFL one, uh, NFL one that I've landed in the last few weeks where I backed um, the Saints plus ten when they shut out the books on uh, oh, Sunday man. night or it's Saturday yes. night. Oh yeah, that's a good shot. So so I ended up a nineteen 0 winner on on taking into account the handicap. So that were. But other than that, it's it's, right. it's it's been a bit of a struggle this season on the NFL.
1: How much of a sore loser is Tom Brady?
2: I mean, oh God. Like, he smashed that tablet to smithereens, didn't he? <laughs> so that yeah. made me
0: laugh, though, because NFL memes, tweet, tweet, even even the tablet was intercepted, and they're like, photoshopped him one of the Saints defenders, like, <laughs> intercepting the tablet. It's just fucking,
1: yeah, it's yeah, it so funny. But he does these, obviously, like, he is, you know, considered, like, one of the greatest athletes and stuff and of his, you know, generation, but he does these kind of things where you're like, there's a real leader like do that stuff. Like they were only down like nine points and you had plenty of time left. You know, surely you want your leader to be, you know, rallying the guys saying like, we'll get back into this. You know, they had plenty of time on the clock. And he's just sat there like a child smashing a tablet. And there was another moment that came to mind with last season that I think me and Zach actually spoke about in the, in the Kansas City game where um, they they got beat by the Chiefs uh, in Tampa and um, not the Super Bowl but in the regular season. But um and, and Brady didn't even acknowledge like at Mahomes or the Chiefs team, he just walked straight down the tunnel it's like just show a bit of respect it's like it just some things like kind of just annoy me about him like when he gets mm. to that sort of stuff
2: i think it's sort of alright to get the face on after the match is finished but during the match you know you're you're you know you're a leader first and you, you know you're you're the most successful player in that team so use your experience to 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 sort of get yourself out of a hole basically but um you know, sometimes it can be. I suppose it's just it, you know, it's sporting. It's it, it's emotional.
1: Mm,
2: I get that. Yeah. Uh, Greg,
0: have
1: you have you thought about your dinner guests?
0: Uh, yeah, I've had plenty of time there. Uh, yeah, I've got five. I've got I've got two comedians, three uh, sports players, managers, etc.
1: Um,
0: so number one on the list, in no particular order, uh, Bob yeah. Mortimer. Uh, absolutely love shooting stars. Um, if anyone hasn't seen it, game show that it it's just it makes no sense. Did you bring it the ease him as well? I mean, they they are a brilliant duo. I think Bob is slightly funnier on his more funny than on, on his own. Um, but yeah, they they are an unbelievable duo. You are, you are right. I think you know Bob and Vic are you know well known. They did a lot of different things together and had a lot of success together, but. I've listened to Bob Mortimer and watched him on a few different things since, and I think he's class like, on his own or with different people as well. Uh, I haven't seen too much of Vic Reeves doing that kind of thing, um, but yeah. Have you been I, watching
2: I the Mortimer White House fishing on BBC Two?
0: Only, only briefly. Yeah, that is class. Um, but yeah, he, he's good. Yeah, he's very good. I think he's he's humour sort of aligns with mine. I think Bob, he, he's very you know out there. He's a bit of a strange character, but he's quite funny. Yeah. Um, my second comedian on the list gone James Acaster.
1: Oh, I don't. I hate him. Oh, you hate him. Oh, cow! Uh, Terrible oh, opinion. I've not really uh, seen him on much, but like when I do see him, he, oh, he comes across as a bit of annoying. No, wrong. I don't um, think I could I don't think I could <laughs> sit with him for more than five minutes. Honestly, he'd do me. <laughs> head, didn't he? I don't. I get. He, he's quite an
0: acquired taste. I think even. I mean, I think his dad tweeted. James is an acquired taste but he's a nice boy or something like that like even <laughs> even you know those closest to him know he can be a bit you know rub people up the wrong way or not be the nicest but I, I think he's absolutely hilarious uh the stuff he does on Netflix and other shows absolutely brilliant it's right on, on cue for the sort of sort of humor that I like so yeah James Castor for me and then the three sporting people I'd have I'd have Ian Holloway um obviously keep <laughs> manager for several years especially when we were in League One and struggling a little bit um he's he's been on several podcasts uh and different kind of videos um himself and i've listened to those and they've been very insightful um not just football wise but you know his family life as well and i think he's a fascinating character he's got he'll have a story for anything uh i'm sure and a lot of them will be football related qpr related hopefully uh i'm going to throw josh allen in there as well uh, obviously he needs some sort of nfl representation i think um you know pretty handsome bloke, pretty good at football. So why not? Uh, I'm sure he'll have a few stories to tell and uh, give me a little bit of insight into the pros. And then um, finally, I've gone for cricket player, a person that inspired me to be a fast bowler, Dale Stane. Absolute legend, very feared fast bowler for South Africa, um, who I absolutely love growing up. So he's going to go in there. He'll definitely have a lot of stories. He's played in the IPL and Big Bash and all over the place. So um plenty of stories going around from these five guests, plenty That's... of uh sporting and comedy sort of interest there. So yeah.
1: I was expecting like Freddie Flintoff or something when <laughs> as soon as you mentioned cricket. I mean, <laughs> if if it was
0: a dream piss up, Freddie would be number one on the list. If means, yeah. a dream dinner guest, uh, I might keep it a little bit more civil. Um but if you're going dream piss up, Freddie's oh, nailed on. Yeah. Absolutely nailed on. <laughs> Do you want like to like um
1: did you watch like The League of Their Own, like Christmas specials and stuff?
0: I've watched some of them. I sort of sporadically watch A League of Their Own and stuff, but th- th- that works really well with the guys that they have on there. Uh, yeah. And even without James Corden in recent months, and th- just doing the three of them, I think they've done really, really well. Um, and yeah, they're very likable guys, very funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's good fun. I-, I really, really do enjoy it when I do watch it. I can't. They did a European one. road trip or something, didn't they? I, I think. I think yeah, so. Really, yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was a good fun. Yeah. One one so, thing that I'm just going to bring yeah, that's, that's, up while
2: that's my five five. While James Acaster's on on everybody's lips, I thought that uh, he did you know that his girlfriend left him for Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> like,
1: like she, he what she, sorry?
2: <laughs> she his his girlfriend left him because she was having an affair with Mr. Bean, and she's now <laughs> had his child. <laughs>
1: No, I mean, I did not.
2: I didn't know that. but That I, is quite. Funny. I, 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 I'm in your camp, Greg. I quite like James Acaster, but for, 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 I feel quite sorry for him that he that, like his girlfriend decided. Oh no, I'm, I'm up in sticks and and leaving you for Ron Atkinson, who must be like, pushing seventy now. Surely, it's
1: <laughs> mental. Maybe I need to watch him in more stuff. I think I've only seen him on like a few like game shows and stuff. I've seen him mainly, on... I've just looked him up. Yeah, well, wow. what Is he like? Has he done like some Netflix specials or stuff like
2: that? I've mainly seen him on uh, "Would I Lie to You." That's, that's what it, I'm talking I mean, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's really what, he's like Have
1: that. seen him? You've got
0: Netflix specials he did about three or four years ago. It's called Repertoire, uh, four hour long stand up stuff, but it's it's very good. It's very funny. Um,
1: yeah,
0: I well, definitely watch it, Carl, if you, if you haven't already. Uh, but yeah, I just say, it's quite an
1: acquired taste, I'd say.
0: But the, the dry humour does it for me, I think.
1: I just can't. I can't get over how funny Wilder and Neil Warnock would
2: be together. I'm told that they actually don't get on very well, apparently. Oh, really? I, I, I think it go- were. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't, I am i do not i do not think it was to do with the fact that Wilder replaced Warnock at Middlesbrough. But I think they would. I think they had some sort of argument. A couple, they were a few years ago when. Warnock brought a Cardiff team to Bramall Lane and they, we, we battered him. Leon oh. Clark scored. What a player. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure Greg can appreciate Leon Clark. He had a, he had a spell at QPR, didn't he? <laughs> um, he did, yeah. Player. Wow. He, he
0: used to turn up in summer with his gloves on. He was an absolute useless when he came to QPR. But yeah,
2: carry on. Once once turned up at Sunderland in middle of August, red hot. <laughs> <laughs> we won 2-0 and he turned up in Undram black gloves. <laughs> uh but, but it, yeah i think i think there was some sort of i think warnock were winding up united fans afterwards and i think while the while they said something to him and apparently they've not gone on since then but uh i, I, I think that on face value they'd be a good there'd be a good comedy duo to have at a dinner party
1: i can imagine warnock fell out with a lot of people though because i i think i remember reading that um him and sean bean fell out when sean bean like yeah, when something, yeah, to when a yeah, yeah, we the ownership or something,
2: and then he fell out with Warnock or something like that. I think you were like when Sean Bean were were sort of, I mean, he's not seen, he's not in so much anymore. I I don't think I've seen him in you know you know sort of film wise for ages. But when he were when he were appearing like James Bond and that yeah, I think United saw an opportunity to get him on board and <laughs> and, and then sort know, of use him as a. I think his official title were global ambassador. Right, and, Do and
1: you know what? I'm sorry to cut you. off... Um you know, I last saw him. Uh, it was that it was like uh, legends or like match or something versus celebrities, and he was like a manager.
2: Yeah, and Ben Holmes were just harassing him for ninety minutes, trying to get his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's
1: a very unique reference to me and you. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. um Jack Whitehall was playing as well, wasn't it? Yeah. That, was that was a crazy dude. Um, right gonna end it with this. Obviously, I think we can all appreciate good films. Hopefully, Um top five films.
2: Go. Top five. Springing questions on us like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, right, I'm hey, sorry. Saying, are yeah these are these are I, heavy questions. I needed some time to prepare these. Cow, you could have. Just
1: some time okay. before. Exactly. You to go? have to
0: take it away. I've I've wanted to think.
1: Do you want me to go while you two are thinking? Yeah, yeah you go. I'll give you a bit of time. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll send no particular order. Because I think these kind of when you when you start talking about lists and stuff, like everything changes, doesn't it? As soon as you see new things and everything. Um these have to be my five sort of staples or my five favorites, right? Um, inceptions up there. Um I'm gonna go apocalypse now. Um I'm gonna go two thousand and one Space Odyssey. Um, what's that? Three. Um, I'll go with um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And my final one is uh, a, a British film called Submarine.
2: That's a very diverse. Submarine. Very yeah, diverse. that's very that's very diverse. Yeah.
1: It is, yeah. Uh, it's pretty
2: much all over the place, but yeah. Uh, I think I think off the top of my head for two, I'd go one the Damned United, the one about Brian Clough's forty-four days at Leeds. I think that the Michael Sheen who plays Brian Clough in that is, he's he's like he's he's a Welshman and he speaks, you know, he speaks with a Welsh accent. And for you to to come in and play someone with such a distinct accent is, it it would. I mean, it's, it's it's a good film in itself, but his performance with Brian Clough is, is, is really, really good. Um, I quite like the first Rambo film, Rambo First Blood. Um, Laura Abiding Citizen. I think I've seen it. It's a pretty dark film in places, but it's um, quite good. Um, top of my head, I'd go Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. Where he uh, he looks after looks after a girl and it has a pretty sad ending actually, and it's uh, it's a bit of a tear jerker that. And then another one I go forward with, would be the Green Mile. That one that's probably yeah. the one film where I I, would, I will I will openly admit to crying at the end. Yeah, I'm not ashamed. That no. film is 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 a, is a proper jerker.
1: You know, one that always gets me is um, and I watched it recently again the other day. Um, Field of Dreams,
2: the baseball oh, film. No.
1: Man, that, that has me in bits at the end. I'm not going to lie.
2: It and they shall come.
1: Yeah, absolute classic, Field of Dreams. Greg?
0: I've, got quite a, well, I've only noticed three down here that I can think of off the top of my head. Firstly, Glorious Bastards. Um, watched this again recently and just unbelievable. What a film. Um, and Christopher then... Christopher Bolton, it's unbelievable. Yeah, incred- I can't believe that was his first major role as well. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Um I've then gone pretty rogue on four lions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, filmed, filmed in Sheffield. Filmed in Sheffield. Yeah. 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 Um, abs- you know, every single time I watch it, still has me in stitches. Um, favorite scene? The one where they're going down um, the,
1: and this- yeah, in the moon. Right? In the moon.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. I'd maybe say when the fellow goes to that the council meeting and pretends to set that <laughs> bomb off and it's confetti. <laughs> and then he starts blaming everyone for being racist. I think that's hilarious. Um Yeah, re- a really sort of unique film. Uh, like, yeah, just just thought it was really really funny. Um, rom-com wise, I think About Time is, is pretty good. Um, that would be a media park Really liked for a while.
2: Um Is that the one with that? Oh no, it's Rachel McAdams in yeah, it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's Rachel, yeah. It's
0: Adam Donald Gleason. Yeah. Um Yeah. That that was. That's really good. It's, it's, yeah, it's a bit, bit soft, but I, I quite liked it. Um, I can't really think of what else off the top of my head. I quite like um, war films, things like Fury, um, which is a pretty good film. Um, and then other sort of thrillers, things like Memento. Um, the Dark Knight is definitely in there for me. Yeah. The Dark Knight is... is I like it. this is
1: going, man. Big Christopher Nolan fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, The Dark Knight definitely in there. Um, something else really. I think I've I've seen a few of the Spider Mans recently because the new ones just come out and I haven't seen it. But I haven't seen any of the Tom Holland Spider Man films. I think mean, they were they were pretty good. To be fair, I'm not a massive Marvel fan, but yeah. have you seen few
1: Spider-Man's,
2: That uh, I haven't, but I'm gonna watch it because uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I'm told that Tobey Maguire is in it, and he is my all time favorite Spider Man. I sort of <laughs> refuse Goldfe- oh, to accept Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. I refuse to accept. I'm disappointed. Tom Holland. Oh. To- the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man one, two, and three. The originals are uh, are outstanding for me. Do
1: you know what? Yeah, I th- I think this is where it is. I've seen the new one twice already. I love it. By the way, it's amazing. Um, the- but with the Tobey I get that. I think Tobey Maguire was in be- better films than Garfield, but I I think I prefer Garfield as Spider-Man. I just, I don't, I, I, I don't know about Tobey Maguire. You know, I do
2: think his films were better than Garfield, but, but then I don't mind Tom Holland as well. I think Tom Holland's been great. I'm like Greg. I've not, I've, not know you've seen him now, but I've not seen any of Tom Holland ones yet. I've, I've, I've seen him in we in, we in, in, in an Avengers one. You're in an Avengers film, weren't you? I've seen him in yeah, that, but I've not seen him in Avengers a standalone one. Spider-Man one.
1: Well, there we go. Um, bit of an insight into. Greg's love of I can't remember his name. That comedian. Well comedian. (laughs) Comedian. Don't give me that. He's hilarious. No, I I will have have to watch his Netflix Netflix stuff. stuff. Yeah, I will do. (laughs) At least we can all agree on that we love the Royal Family. TV show. Absolutely.
2: I'm glad about that because I think if you look on Twitter at a minute, there's a there's a few people that are criticizing it because really it, it's a tv show about nothing i mean especially that the original yeah. series is that it's like it's, it's basically goggle box it's people nothing sitting around watching tv yeah, yeah, but, 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 but like that that's what i find funny about it because they capture it so brilliantly and i think that the sort of the christmas specials then they delve out to the the, the sort of the traditional comedy you know mm. uh, route but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we can all agree on royal family because i'd I'd have probably had to have dropped out if if, if we started <laughs> slagging off royal family <laughs> <laughs> no
0: no big tick from all of
1: us I think right uh, there we go I mean absolutely loved it guys thank you um, Greg Zach hope you both yeah a good thank Christmas, Christmas. Um, yeah, good um, on, yeah Merry Christmas I hope everyone that's listened has learned a bit maybe not maybe you've learned if you're American <laughs> maybe you've learned to go and watch the Royal Family TV show um, or
2: not to listen to th- the podcast anymore
1: yeah yeah that's a good shout Um Maybe you've learned that. I don't know. Genuinely, I don't think you can learn
0: anything from this. Um, you might have <laughs> We're not in the we're not in the education game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've learned a few British terms along the way. Hopefully, um, someone's googling right now who Sean Bean is probably. Um, thank you. Um, no, I, th- I think we've had a good laugh and. Um, you know, hopefully, get both back on soon to talk some NFL. Um, obviously, there's the Christmas Day games and then the Boxing Day games as well. So, um, we'll be uh, reacting and previewing the, the following weeks, and obviously, the playoffs coming up soon. Um, so yeah, thank mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah, cheers, pal. Thank you. Cheers, Cal. Thanks for listening, cheers. and uh, we'll see you later.